Star Wars 7x7, episode 513. Were you ever friends with somebody, but not necessarily Star Wars friends with someone? Well, seeing as how I've been able to be back in my old stomping grounds of Southern California, I got in touch with my best man, Jeff Soldano, from my wedding, and a friend all the way back to high school, and sat down with him to talk about being Star Wars friends, and let the conversation go where it would. Unfortunately, we had a couple of dropouts, so we'll address that when we get to that section, but in the meantime, hey, punch it, Chewie. It's Rebel Rousing Fun for Everyday Jedi. Seven minutes a day, seven days a week. Join Alan Voivod for today's Star Wars 7x7 podcast. Destiny Unleashed. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod, and as we've been telling you, we're traveling, we're operating out of a portable office, as it were, in Malibu, California. And I have the pleasure of hanging out with somebody that I haven't hung out with in quite a long time. He's been a childhood friend and the best man at my wedding. This is Jeff Soldano, who is here with me. Jeff Soldano, how are you doing? Um, I think I'm. I think I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, I'm excited to. Are you be sure part about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty. I, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is a. You have a listener base. I do. I don't want to disappoint. <laughs> well, I don't want to mess this up. You know, the funny thing of it is, is that you, you know, when you talk about Star Wars with some people, you know, you realize that people who are into Star Wars often find that they are friends with people, but not necessarily Star Wars friends with people, right? Right. And I don't think, as we were growing up. We never really talked about Star Wars. We never geeked out about Star Wars when we were I, younger, did we? I geeked out over your toy collection. Okay, yeah, that's right. For But other than that, no. I, I mean, I don't even remember if we ever watched it together. No, I don't think we ever I mean, did. I, I know I know that I... I mean, I, I would imagine I think I've seen the movie, the, well, episode four, probably, I don't know, five, six dozen times. <laughs> but, um... And, and episode four is my favorite since I'm going to go on record. Yeah, because um, I know that the mo- most of the, uh, um, or at least what I know of, most of the community thinks that episode five is the best movie. But you know, it was okay. <laughs> so where we're going to get emails? No. That's, so well, where since since you've walked through the door, where would you put it? I mean, would you say your list is like four, five, six? Three, two, one, or like, what's your? If you had to put them in order, what would you say? Um, yeah, I would say four, five, six, maybe, maybe two, three, one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you like to tackle the clones best of the prequels? Um, that's a fairly uncommon position. Yeah. For what it's worth. I, yeah. Yeah, I think I do. Mm-hmm. Although I, I, I take issue with the choice of um, the word Camino because I think of an El Camino. Oh, really? <laughs> of all things. <laughs> Well, you know, this, hey man. Well, you know, what? <laughs> I know I don't I don't hold I don't hold the opinion of a lot of a lot of people on this, but yeah. But I will say, in your defense, George Lucas is a car nut, so oh, well, okay. so he ought to have known that Camino had some specific car reference. I was like, seriously, Camino, the, mm-hmm. the road, yeah, on a, in a planet full of water. Well, what about El Camino? <laughs> like, what about the El Camino of the cars? The road. El Camino oh, makes like sense Camino for a Real? car. Yeah, it okay. makes sense for a car. Okay, how does it make sense of a planet full of water? 
<laughs> it kind of pissed me off. Yeah, because El Camino. Then El Camino goes through a desert, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just oh the I, irony. I'm just saying, I know. I'm okay. just saying it's just not you know. So that's, that's where he went wrong. Where for me, wrong? yeah, okay. because otherwise I kind of I kind of liked how it how at least for the prequels that mm-hmm. it developed the story. I mean, you know, seeing Anakin become Darth. That was cool. Mm-hmm. But it was the last, you know, minute of the movie. It's like... Right. You know, the whole, the whole like, I have the higher ground thing. I mean, a lot of people have... Right? Right. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I have the higher ground. Like, I want to go back and cut... Clip together famous movies and um, where, where, you know, somebody is having a sword fight with somebody and they're a little bit higher off the ground than they mm-hmm. are. Okay. Where they lose. Okay. <laughs> Because, like, how does that matter? Anyway, well, I'm, I'm, I, 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 this is your show. This is fun. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, that makes me think of, okay, do you remember The Rock? Do you remember that movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was, remember they were trapped in the um, the prison bathroom or whatever, and the bad guys that were on Alcatraz who were holding Alcatraz, and like, we have the higher ground, like, don't do it, don't do it. And they, and was it Sean Connery? Was he the bad guy? Who was the bad guy in that? I don't remember. Um, the bad guy was, uh, oh, my God. Um, I don't remember, but the, right. the point of it was is that he didn't want to kill all the guys that were on the lower ground, but that they were forcing his hand or whatever. Right, and, yes. Yeah, and um, and he went ahead and did it anyway, but the point was that they were all lower, and he shot him up anyway. You know, why don't they just say, I have the upper hand? Yeah. Because that would be easier. It would be. The upper hand is... That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows about the upper hand. Right. The higher ground, who gives a crap about mm-hmm. the higher ground? And why do I want to say something about Hamburger Hill? Like... <laughs> It's the same thing too, isn't it? Yeah. So maybe this, I mean, because Lucas is supposedly a big history nut, so maybe that's what he's thinking ultimately, and it's just a little bit too on the nose somehow. Yeah. So yeah, my so my 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 pecking order: mm-hmm. four, five, six, two, three, one. Got it. One is terrible. <laughs> one is terrible. So have you heard about the machete order thing? No. Okay. So that's the thing where um, people say when when you talk about what order should you introduce the movies to your children. Because you have two kids, oh, they're six right. and three. Have they okay. seen? Yes. So, um, so I'm doing it in the order they were released. Right. Okay. So four, five, six, one, yeah. two, three. So there are people who suggest that the way to do it is to do um, four, five, and then two, three, and then six, and skip one entirely. Yeah, I haven't heard of the machete order, but I, I I'm, just, I'm just going to go and uh, watch it in that order now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go see what that's like now. So, oh, to so watch the machete order. Yeah, oh, why okay. not? All right, you know why not? Because mm-hmm. my my kids like it no matter what. It's Have like, they already seen it? They've seen, um, yeah, I think they've seen all the all the episodes. Mm. You know, and that's not bad for having a three year old and a six year old. Right. Um, yeah, they like the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, they run around the house with their padded lightsabers, beating <laughs> the hell out of each other after every time they watch one. So. They do. They like. They like. They like all of those. Um, those things. Like, oh, daddy's watching Star Wars, and then they just sit down and they quiet down. It's kind of. It's like having a nanny. Really. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're 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 good. They're good. All right. So if you had to think about just, you know, being a kid, remembering this, like you. All right. So I'm two years older than you, right. roughly. So you would have been four when Star Wars came out. Like, did you see uh, four or five? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you? Do you I have... recall seeing it in the theater. Yeah, Star Wars. The Star original. Wars. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's ridiculous because I don't even recall. No, seeing... I remember, and I remember the theater, which you know, long since doesn't exist. I remember seeing it at um, the Northridge Fashion Center 
theater. Okay, that still exists, but or does no, it? not the no. Well, they do have the Pacific's Northridge Theater, okay, that, yeah, but okay. no, the Northridge Fashion Center Theater that was like, um, oh god, that was a little tiny mall theater. It was itty, itty bitty, yeah. Like I remember seeing Mr. Mom screen. there and sitting in the front row looking up at it, which was nuts. Yeah, like it, it, tiniest mm-hmm. theater ever. So no, yeah. I remember very distinctly seeing it there, very mm-hmm. distinctly. Um, do you even remember any other movies you saw at that time to be able to compare it? Okay, so I don't remember the year, but I thought about this, actually. Mm-hmm. And there's one other movie I remember seeing when I was really young. And it was um, a movie that they haven't, like, they won't even produce on video. The Song of the South. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember two movies from childhood. One was, one was you know. Now, as a kid, it's like you don't have this I know right yeah um, but I mean I was profoundly affected by one of those movies <laughs> you know and I, I'm, I'm happy to say that I don't have a whole lot of Song of the South memorabilia in my house <laughs> not going around saying entire babysitting don't say nothing right okay. none, none of that's happening right um, amen you know, <laughs> you know so uh, you know because I was one of the few people when the Disneyland opened that ride um, the the uh, Splash Mountain ride that mm-hmm. knew from what the subject matter the was. Patch, right? I'm like, I know the Briar Patch. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I saw that in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. <laughs> so yeah, there was. I, I don't even remember what year. I just remember being very young and mm-hmm. seeing Star Wars, and then also seeing Song of the South. So yeah, right. And so, I mean, looking back, like, I mean. Are you amazed that something like that has had an effect on your life? For oh, absolutely. That long? I mean, you know, I mean, effect on my life. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of things, but I mean, from as as far as like the nostalgia goes, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm amazed because I still look at some of the some of the the stuff, you know, the 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 memorabilia, the original Han Solo blaster I have in my little like my little shrine to Star Wars <laughs> in my house, right? And it, and you know that that nostalgia. I mean, really, um, is probably the most poignant. I, I can't think of many things that do the same thing that that Star Wars does. Um, when I turned forty, I had a Star Wars birthday party, and um, uh, all of my friends that were there dressed up. I mean, it was they were invited to. It wasn't just a random just <laughs> showed up dressed up, but okay. you know, there were there were um, you know they were invited to, to dress. I just wore an old school. Um, uh, Star Wars logo from the episode four mm-hmm. movie poster on my chest, basically. But, right, I yeah. mean, there were people that showed up with their kids, and they were the whole family was dressed up. Mm-hmm. And um, nice. I remember looking out in the backyard; it was dark, and seeing a dozen lightsabers lit up, and with kids beating the hell out of each other. <laughs> um, and you know, and it, all of that just kind of like, yeah, it brings it all back to um, you know when I a lot of good memories with that. So yeah, when I was little. Lots of it. So. So, why, like, now, why Star Wars in the first place? Like, why do you think, I mean, not even just for you, but just as a culture, like, why do you think it's held on so long? You know, that's a, I thought about that, too, because, like, why? Like, what? what's the, you know, because I'm not into war movies, mm-hmm. you know? I'm not into, you know, watching uh, World War II historical um, documentaries or... But it is kind of, it, you know, there's, there's um, I don't know, maybe it, it's probably the sassiness, by the way. It's probably the whole, like, the Han Solo element of things, the mm-hmm. sassiness involved. But, yeah, because um, really what it comes down to, what, what I was surprised with um, with the prequels was that it's it's a political story. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Yeah, there was a there was a republic, and now it's an empire, and mm-hmm. it happened because there was voting, and they voted. This is <laughs> this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just uh, you know guns ablazing. Right. It's a western, damn mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so no, that that's not um, that wasn't what I was expecting. And honestly, I, I, I you know I don't know why. Um, I do, however, know that. Um, and you and I were talking about this the other day. The um, the um, the Clone Wars cartoon series um, that I watched episode for episode, and that is a great deal political. I mean, they're mm-hmm. sent on these political missions, um, and I'm not into that. <laughs> you know, so I don't know if it's the Star Wars spin on a on a on a topic that doesn't interest me at all, or mm-hmm. or am I interested in the topic and it just makes it more interesting because Star Wars is part of it. I don't know. I'm confusing myself already. <laughs> but I just I just know that I watched I watched the Clone Wars episode mm-hmm. for episode and you know I had certain certain episodes I liked more than others. And this is the point at which we had audio dropouts on the recording, unfortunately, which means that you get to miss out on further discussion of the uselessness of episode one and meditations on why if the emperor had force powers, he couldn't just make himself stop looking ugly (laughs) and other fun stuff like that. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. And I'd love to hear about your experiences talking Star Wars with friends when you didn't necessarily know they were Star Wars friends. Chime into the comments of the blog post for the show's episode at sw7x7.com. Hey, Rebel Rouser. If you've got a business that you need to get in front of a bunch of Star Wars fans, then I've got an idea for you. I'm looking for a sponsor to get the entire Star Wars 7x7 team over to London for Star Wars Celebration Europe next July. And we get a ton of exposure when we do Star Wars Celebration podcasts. Not just the regular episodes, but the bonus stuff, and all the in-person stuff too, not to mention all the live streaming video we do. So if that's something of interest to you, then reach out via the contact form at sw7x7.com and let's talk. All right, we still have a trivia question here to do. Dangerous and disturbing this puzzle is. Last time we asked you who was in command of Darth Vader's flagship during the battle at the second Death Star, and that was Admiral Piet. Today's question, who gripped Luke's right arm as the Jedi was being presented to Jabba for sentencing? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you go blasting your way out of Moss Eisley, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans, become a patron of the show at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not an Imperial spy, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2015 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it! Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.